Evening, church. It's down here. All right, if you have your Bible, turn to uh, the book of Psalm to begin with. And this may seem a bit disjointed at first, but I hope, hopefully it's a blessing to you this evening. And thank you for joining us online, uh, Wednesday night Bible study. And uh, I'll read a, a psalm I've been sharing with uh, the folks out west in particular as I've been um, communicating with the people out there in Morgan and Eidsfold and, and others. And uh, it's been a particular psalm that's been a blessing to my heart personally. It's been a blessing to the people out there as I read this with them. And we'll start here, and then I'll jump to the book of Exodus. And again, it may seem a bit disjointed at first, but hopefully at the end, it'll all come together. Here in Psalm 121, there's eight verses, and this is actually a song. I won't sing it tonight, but it's actually a song uh, that's been uh, sung over the last uh, several decades, and it's a great little tune. But uh, it goes, the psalm uh, reads this here in verse number one. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Amen. That's a great psalm to even memorize. A lot of that psalm is packed full of truth. As we think about, as we look upward towards heaven, my help cometh from the Lord. Yes, through this time, we may receive some physical help from the government, from others, but ultimately, your help must come from God. Your strength must come from Him. As we think about that thought, let's flick over, if you would, to the book of Exodus, uh, chapter number 14. And uh, Exodus 14, and if you were watching on Sunday evening, Brother Shemesh uh, made a statement. I'll kind of jump off uh, the statement that he made <clears throat> this past Sunday evening about uh, as we are living through uh, very challenging times, difficult times, um, it really boils down to your personal walk with God and uh, your relationship with Him. Because we have, we have no uh, support on the outside, per se, on a weekly basis. It's really going to come down to your walk with God. You think about the Christian life. The Christian life is, uh, is mentioned in the Scripture as simply that. It's a walk. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a, a race. It's not a sprint, it's a walk. It's putting one foot in front of the other. And as we walk through this time, and let me encourage you this evening to, to do just that, to put one day, take one day at a time, one walk, and one prayer at a time as we look towards our Savior. Here in Exodus chapter 14, we're not gonna read this whole, uh, whole account here for sake of time uh, tonight, but I'll jump around a few uh, verses and uh, I wanna kind of focus on one small phrase in verse 13. But here we have the children of Israel have uh, left under the bondage of Egypt, and they are heading to the promised land. And verse number five, and it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled. Verse number six, and he made ready his chariot and took his people with him. And they were pursuing there the children of Israel up against the Red Sea. In verse number 10, when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. 
verse number 13. The Bible says here, And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you this day, today. Understand, when we, uh, in my mind, just went immediately to when we are up against an issue, up against, uh, or cornered up against a wall, our immediate reaction is to do something. Yeah. Is to actually do something and react to it. But here, the children of Israel are pushed up against a body of water, the Red Sea. And they have an enemy pursuing them, and they are being hemmed in. They are being pursued. They are being pushed up. They feel the pressure on their life, on their families. They feel that pressure building up. And they want to do something. They, they, want, they, they want to flee. They want, they want to go back. In fact, we didn't read verse number 12. They want to go back to Egypt. They, they want to do something. But the encouraging words here that we read from Moses here in verse 13, Fear ye not, stand still. Isn't it hard to stand still? It's very hard to stand still, especially if you're uh, one that I mentioned earlier. My father has a bit of ADHD. I think it's passed on to our kids, too, a little bit. And uh, you always, we got to do something. You got to get out there and do something. You, you can't sit still. You got to go, go, go. And uh, when, when you feel society and life putting pressure on you, and you, try, you get that reaction, you want to you go, you start you know, almost uh, panicking. The Bible says here, fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. Verse 14, the Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. The Lord said unto Moses, wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel, and here it is, that they go forward. And here's the thing tonight. We need to stand still on the inside so we can go forward on the outside. And we have to... We have to be still on the inside. We have to strengthen our walk with God. I got three simple points tonight. It won't be too long. Number one is this. We need to live forward by faith. Live forward by faith. We, we have an attitude of living forward or looking backward. And so we have, it's a choice to make. You can either look forward or look backward. We find ourselves in a place today in society and in life in general where we've never been before. And it's very unique. It's different. We have a choice to make. We can, we can live in the past. We can dwell a few weeks ago when everything starts shutting down. And by the way, I'm sure I'll, I'm very similar to many others where you felt like you're living in a dream. You felt like it was surreal. It wasn't real what was going on. And you may still feel that way. But I encourage you tonight to, to have an attitude of, looking, of living forward. Don't look back. We, we can't change the past. We can't change any of this. We need to look, we need to live forward by faith and stand still. Why are we told to stand still? A few uh, simple reasons here. Number one, we're told to stand still as we live forward by faith so you can hear an answer from God. So you can hear an answer from God. Numbers chapter 9, verse 8, the Bible says, And Moses said unto them, Stand still. And I will hear what the Lord will command concerning you. Like I mentioned earlier, sometimes in life you get so busy, you can't hear the small, still voice of God. And here, as we are encouraged to stand still, and I will hear what the Lord will command concerning you. So we're told to stand still so we can hear an answer from God. Not only that, but secondly, we need to, so, we, so we can reevaluate our priorities. 
so we can reevaluate our priorities. In 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 27, the Bible says this, And as they were going down to the end of the city, Samuel said to Saul, Bid the servant pass on before us, and he passed on, but stand still thou a while, that I may show thee the word of God. So here is Saul busy doing this and doing that, but he had to reevaluate what he was doing. It's a great time in life to reevaluate your priorities in life, what's really important. And it's a great time to do that as you're standing still, all right? It's a time that we have to stand still, strengthen my walk with God, reevaluate my priorities, what's really important in life. What should be first? What should be second? What should be my priorities for me personally, for my family, and so on? Not only that, thirdly, we're told to stand still to resolve a problem. To resolve a problem. Job 37, verse 14, the Bible says, Hearken unto this, O Job. Stand still and consider the wondrous works of God. And Job is the epitome of horrific problems. His mind is racing. God, why? Why this? Why that? Job stands still. He, mentioned, he, he said that in chapter 37. Chapter 38, God turns up. God turns up. And God can deal with me far faster if I stand still. If I stand still. Not only live forward by faith, but look forward by faith. Look forward by faith. You know, we take the word fear. You may have heard this acrostic before. F-E-A-R. Fear. False evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. And fear is the opposite of faith. And we read that the children of Israel had fear. Fear ye not. Stand still. So fear is the opposite of faith. And we're encouraged in life to, to have a life of faith. Not fear. And herein lies the problem. The Bible says in one, uh, sorry, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of, po of power and of love and of a sound mind. Don't live in fear. This is an inner disposition, an inner thought, an inner attitude. Another great verse in Psalm 46, verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. And sometimes it takes that. It takes for us to be still to know that he is God. Because through life, I, I believe sometimes we, that uh, pedestal that we uh, worship, something, sometimes things get in God's place. Whether it's... Uh, uh, you know, business, money, materialism, whatever that, whatever that may be. And God needs to have that position. Needs to have first in our life. So why are we told to stand still? So you can hear an answer from God. So you can reevaluate our priorities and to resolve a problem. Again, to look forward by faith. We might have a verse in the uh, book of Hebrews. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You know, we need to keep our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ during these times. Keep our eyes firmly focused on him. When I was, uh, uh, years ago, when I was a teenager, I'd come home from school. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, we live in upstate New York, and we had a, a small uh, property, 10 acres of land. And behind our home, we had a wooded area. And uh, I would often, after school, I would grab, uh, we had a family dog. I'd grab my gun, 
and we go hunting back in the woods, and we hunt for rabbits and all little different things. We had raccoon in America, different things like that, small game. And uh, long story short, but one day my dog Sam was, uh, he was back there with me. Him and I go hunting together, and uh, he would often chase these squirrels we have in America, squirrels and different small animals, and, and uh, he would chase them toward me, you know, I'd, I'd take care of them uh, with a gun and uh, bring them home. And so one day we uh, actually, he, w- he was chasing a deer, and uh, we had white-tailed deer there uh, in upstate New York, and pl- plenty of them, all heaps of deer. And uh, my dog Sam was uh, chasing a deer through the woods coming towards me, and I uh, heard a lot of horror stories where you know, these uh, deer, big, massive antlers can really get pretty mean. If they're cornered, they feel threatened, and I was concerned for my dog. And so I started yelling his name. I started calling. I started, th- started throwing rocks at him, and he was just, his mind was focused on that, uh, on that venison. He wanted to catch that deer and uh, get something to eat. And uh, he was, his, his mind's eye, and I'm not sure how dogs think, but he was just focused so much on that animal to catch that animal. I called his name, I threw things at him, I ran after him, and nothing broke his gaze from his attention on that deer. I went back to the house that day kind of disappointed and, and uh, you know, a little bit shaken up and, and all that, but I learned something that day. You know what, as, as my pet, Sam, as he focused his eyes on that deer, so should we as Christians, as we live life, focus our attention on Lord Jesus Christ. Looking unto him. Don't let anything distract you. Just let it, your gaze focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. Looking, un, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And look forward by faith. And lastly tonight, I'm going to give you this. We need to launch forward by faith. Launch forward by faith. The people of Israel, they had to go when God said to go. But they had to be still before they could go. And how foolish it would have been if they tried to swim across the Red Sea. How very foolish. We need to launch forward by faith. Again, it's an inward stillness that leads to a life of faith. It's an inward quiet time, an inward calmness that leads outwardly to living a life of faith, of looking by faith, of launching forward by faith. The verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. Let me read this to you uh, briefly. And uh, that's a, a great verse. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Very familiar verse. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Always abounding, always moving forward, always launching out in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Be steadfast, be unmovable. Stand still, then go forward. Understand in life, we don't deal with difficulties in life by the absence of trouble. We deal with difficulties by the presence of God. And to know, you know, life is, is full of pressures, and burdens and difficulties as we go through this time right now uh, as individuals, as families, as a church. And let me encourage you that God will never leave us nor forsake us, that he's there with us each step of the way. 
The Egyptians went through the same waters as the Israelites did. The difference was the presence of God. As we think about that in life, to be, I wouldn't want to not be saved uh, going through anything in life, especially this time. And our hope is built on nothing less than Christ's blood and his righteousness. Let me encourage you tonight to, to think about these things. As we um, see the people of Israel being really hemmed in, being pressured, yet they needed an inward calm so they could have went forward by faith, to launch forward by faith, to look forward by faith. And in life, we need to apply these things as we think about your individual struggle and the issues that uh, face you day by day. Again, there's a song, one of my favorite hymns, and as we uh, close this Bible study tonight, as we think about day by day and with these passing moments, strength I find to meet my trials here. It's going to be day by day. Don't think about too far down the track. It's day by day as you walk step by step with the Lord. And I pray these verses were an uh, encouragement to you tonight and a help to you as we think about uh, uh, Thursday tomorrow and uh, the challenges that will hold for you and for each individual. And we thank the Lord for his goodness. And, and God is good all the time. Amen. And all the time, God is good. Right. And uh, I pray tonight those were a blessing to you. Go ahead, let's go ahead and pray tonight as we ask the Lord to help us. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you for giving us your word. We thank you for the hope that we have in you. And Father, we just ask you now as we lean, and uh, not only lean, but Lord, jump into your arms. And, and as we face each and every day, um, and uh, as a person, I believe, uh, a missionary uh, said here recently, Lord, everything is going well in Jesus Christ. And Father, we just uh, thank you for that. We thank you, Lord, for the hope that we have in you. We thank you for your goodness. Thank you for taking care of us the way you do. Father, I pray you help us and strengthen us, Lord, as we live, as we walk, as we launch and look and live forward by faith each and every day. Lord, help us to maintain an inner calmness, an inner spirit that waits patiently on you. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.